0: The Raiders suffer a big loss on the field as well as behind center. The NFL playoff pitcher is taking shape. Find out who's still be in the hunt. It's conference championship weekend in college football. Who's going to take home the prize? The NHL finalizes plans on adjusted 2021 schedule and say hello to the Cleveland Spiders, perhaps? We are back. This is Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. I'm your host, Ronald L.V. Wrights, and I'm here with Timothy T-Dog Wilberger. What do you hear? What do you say, L.V.? Hello, buddy. We are back for week nine of our college, of our college, of our podcast. Man, what do I say? Week nine, yeah. This is our ninth one. Hey, folks, just for the ones that are listening out there, uh, all six of you we are here having a little bit of an early podcast we're doing it Saturday night so we want to make sure that uh we have some plenty of time to enjoy some time with our family and friends so uh to Monday morning couch potatoes and to you guys uh, Merry Christmas Happy New Year and all that good stuff in between so hopefully you guys are safe and secure and and cuddled up listening to our beautiful podcast. I'm sure Steve will be out there listening. And uh, who's that other guy? John. That, John. Yeah, he loved. He said he loves the podcast. So we get. We're we're getting there, man.
1: They're they're starting to come out.
0: They are totally starting to come out. So I appreciate everybody that's out there listening. And once again, if you have any questions or concerns, or if you want to hit us up with a question uh, for our Monday morning couch potatoes, hit us up at Facebook. And also on Twitter. Tweet us. Why not?
1: And you figure by the ninth podcast I would get this microphone crap figured out. So hopefully we won't have any problems like we had last week. If we do, we're ready for it. But uh, trust me, I'll be hitting Amazon and getting ourselves some new toys this (laughs) this week. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Santa's (laughs) definitely coming to your house for sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. So uh, right now, uh, let's talk... um, I oh, oh, got the NHL, NHL yeah. announcement, huh? Yeah, so we got the NHL announcement. They're going to come out with, uh, I think, a 56-game schedule. There's going to be no preseason at all. Uh, I believe all the teams are going to report January 3rd. They're supposed to go live on January 13th is... yeah is the game plan for that. And uh, I can tell you, uh, being in Las Vegas, waiting for these Golden Knights, and also being a Golden Knights season ticket holder, and I can tell you this, Couch Potatoes, if anybody's listening from Vegas or is going to be in Vegas, you might even get your opportunity to win, if they allow you to go to games, three tickets to the Golden Knights Nice. Yeah, I think I think we should be able to to throw a couple tickets out there to our listeners if they're in Vegas or if they come out to Vegas and a game's happening, I think we should be able to hook them up. So that's that's uh that's to be determined, but uh, right now the NHL is excited. They just need um, N- uh NHL PA to sign off on it if they haven't already. We'll be good to get uh, 56 games. The question is, will the NHL will it be like 2021 or will it be just 2021? Like, you know how they have the games that say like the 2021 season. Yeah. Well, this is completely going to be played in 2021. So are like all the games that are coming out, the NHL games and, and EA sports, are they going to have to just say 2021? I mean, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think they are. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because there are – the gaming systems, they are – or the the video game companies, they are making adjustments based on this type of stuff. There's baseball games out there that have, you know, adjusted to the, um, to the shortened schedule that baseball went through, the 60-game schedule that they went through this year and things like that. So, yeah, there's no question. I think it will be 2021 versus – well – 2021 yeah. versus 20-21. Yeah. So, yeah, I think. it but, but, yeah, I mean, big deal. I mean, obviously, this is it's, it's what we're going through right now. I know that the NHL commissioner, um, Gary, uh, what's Bet- his name? Bettman. Yeah. You know, he came out and he said, look, there's, you know, obviously there's no way we're going to get an 82-game schedule in, you know, which is normally what they're, you know, same as the uh, NBA. Uh, but they're going to try to get as many games in as possible. So, you're right. They have to. The NHLPA has to agree to it if they haven't already. While we while we're doing this podcast, but um, you know, there's just those different things that all the different regulations they have to go through. This is a unique, a somewhat unique. I mean, obviously, NBA has a little bit of, of as well, and baseball very minimally. But the um, uh, you know, dealing with that the, the Canadian, the Canada United States border issue and. Uh, teams coming in and out of the countries and things like that they've had to deal with that when it comes to like health protocols and things so it's it's been tough and for them to get at least something on the table is nice to see
0: yeah and you know some interesting things happening in the nhl i know we haven't brought it up yet but i know Hendrik lundquist is injured or hurt or he's not going to be able to 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 play for the uh who did he sign for he, he's not on new york anymore he signed for washington yeah. So he went Chaos. to Washington. So the question really is is Flurry for the Golden Knights, because they currently have two starting court, uh quarterbacks. These are two starting uh goalie goalkeepers. They have uh the guy that played for the Blackhawks. Uh no. Your goaltender? Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard. So mm-hmm. we have him. We locked him up for five years for about five or six million dollars. And then we also have Flurry. And Flurry's coming in at seven million dollars a year, so we. The question is, we, you know, we need to release some kind of money. There's twelve million dollars in goalies, and I know there was some talk about Max Pacioretty possibly being traded off. The question really is, can they release Flurry? Flurry has a no-trade clause in his contract, Tim, and uh-huh. the reality is, is he willing to go? Can he? But. That remains to be seen. I, obviously, there's still a lot of things that are in the mix. It's great to hear that the uh, NHL is going to be coming back for regardless of whatever season it is. Uh, you know, I, I guess you can continue on the year of the asterisk uh, for at least another year. <laughs> so we're yeah. going to go into 2021 with the year of the asterisk. So, well,
1: and, did, and what I also saw was players will be allowed to opt out
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Allowed to opt out, and you know they did it for the NFL. I I don't blame them for doing it now. I mean, the
1: interesting thing on this one though is I think in those cases teams will be able to carry over the player's contract to an additional year. So that's that's I think is is a difference. That's I believe what you know, and I know that the whole salary deferral thing that is probably the was probably one of the sticking points. You know, but I think they're going to use the same modification they used over the summer. So that you know, I, I don't. You know, it's something I think that's positive for, for the NHL. Yes, we're, you know, we're going to see some Golden Knights. We're going to see see our Blackhawks back on the ice, um, which is going to be fun.
0: Yeah, and we're also going to um, see a new team in the N- in a NHL as well called the uh, Seattle Krakens.
1: The Krakens release the Krakens. Yeah,
0: release the Kraken. How about that? Yeah, so they're they're I, I believe I mean they're supposed to be playing this year twenty twenty one, so uh, this should be interesting. They're going to be in the Pacific League, which is my division. Uh, now that puts even numbers on both sides: uh, Eastern mm-hmm. Conference, Western Conference. You're looking sixteen teams apiece, so uh, it it really should be a interesting you know NHL season. I, I really am looking forward to talking a little bit more on this podcast about our teams. Chicago even Dallas is is in and you know they made their run all, Stars, yeah. all the way to the uh, uh, NHL finals and ended up losing mm-hmm. to what team did they lose to see this is the sad thing once my teams are out I really don't care but they ended <laughs> well, up Well lo- now
1: that we're doing this we're going to get obviously we'll be more into what the heck's going on and um you know more connected to it yes. speaking of the Blackhawks we also had a big major league baseball change
0: yeah so right? we, this is cancel culture uh, Indians, right is
1: no longer going to be called the Indians
0: yeah, so they're just going to be called the Cleveland Baseball Team. So,
1: so the Cleveland uh, Baseball Team, the Indians have changed their, or well, they haven't changed it, but they have dropped the very popular and well-known Indians name, popular in the world of baseball, a name that they've had since 1915, Ron. So the question, I know you and I kind of talked a little, about, a little bit about this offline, but, um, you know, was it the right decision, you know? The recent announcements made by the Kansas City Chiefs, our own Blackhawks, um, that they plan to continue uh, their names uh, going forward, despite getting some of the similar pressures that the Indians have faced and some of you know several other teams have faced that have uh, those monikers. Um, the Braves, Braves, are one that chose to save their name, right, or keep it. Yeah, um, I mean, even with you know, but they collaborated with uh, tribal leaders before they sort of publicly made that decision.
0: I would think that they've all been collaborating at some point over the years with well, tribal yeah, leaders.
1: well there's no question. That Recently. most of it's been most of it's been the you know, the Native American activists coming forward saying, look, you know, how many how many times do we have to come forward to say that this is this is offensive and so on and so forth. I, I think the changing of the name is not it's not gonna change anything from a Cleveland perspective. I mean, it is a it is a baseball town. They're gonna love that team regardless of what they're called. You know, I, I, you're going to have the purists out there who are just, you know, or the the folks that are kind of uh, got all spun up around the cancel culture that are going to say that this is the wrong way to go or whatever the case may yeah. be. But, you know, like I don't, I think this is going to, you know, it's like Washington. There's going to be some kind of uproar when it changes and when those things happen. And then they're just going to move forward. I mean, as soon as Washington's new name comes out, you're going to see a big, or uh, the football team, a big push on whatever that, you know, people are going to get the sweatshirts and the hats and everything else, and, you know, they're putting a lot of effort and money into that. You know, it's going to be – presumably it's going to be something cool.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it sucks that it has to come down to peer, peer pressure to change something that's been historically around for, you know, 100 years or whatever they, they've been around for, 60-something years, whatever the number is, you know, just like the Blackhawks and just like um, the Chiefs and the Braves. Yeah, and, yeah. and then you got to worry about what are the Bears – Actual physical bears think about the Chicago Bears people.
1: They're embarrassed. the the the, the grizzly bears are embarrassed to be bears. Yeah, because the, be they
0: else. want to be called the grizzlies, the grizzly bears, not just the bears. Like yeah. the bears, who cares?
1: I have no affiliation with the Chicago Bears. I'm just a grizzly bear. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Or how do you how do you feel if you're just a lonely cub? Which is, I'm just a cub. No, I don't but, want um, my name the up Cubs there. Cubs
1: enjoy being Cubs. Let's not knock on the Cubs right now. They haven't had a chance to suck yet this year. <laughs>
0: well,
1: for 2021 anyway.
0: But I'm bump. Oh, I have that. I could have just popped that right in there. You know, that's how that's how that goes. So anyways, I think it's interesting. I think, you know, we'll see how, you know, time tells if this gets erased from history or whatever. But, you know, there's movement being made and the dials being moved. And, you know, we'll just see how it plays out.
1: Well, I think a lot of teams also that do go this route are likely going to take, or that may want to try to hold on to their moniker, is is um, you know take the route that the, at the Blackhawks did, where they you know publicly announced that they're going to be committing uh, more support to the Na- Native Americans. Um, I know that they banned the wearing of the um, uh, what are those called, the headdresses? Yeah, the headdresses. When you know when fans are eventually allowed back in, I know they've got some. I believe they also dedicated some space to their um the place they have out in Schaumburg where the people can go for Blackhawks history and things like that. Schaumburg is a suburb of Chicago. Okay. And it has they have like a wing in there or a section or something in there that sort of is uh kind of talks about the Native American history and how the Blackhawks came to be about and things like that. So and you know, which is
0: interesting, I mean yeah. history's great. Yeah. I I don't know if there was Here's the problem. The Chicago Blackhawks have probably the number one most recognized face of the NHL and probably the most sold in Jersey Good equipment. They, they could, yeah. I, I believe they're top three of all the teams out there. I mean, because it's a long history. It's original 16. Original six. So, it, you know, hey, what about all the, the Red Wings out there? I know what that stands for. You think there's some no, people? I, you think there's some people out there that are upset that they're you know the Detroit Red Wings are the Red Wings? Like what I'm is a Red sure Wing that's anyways? Not what it stands for. Oh, oh, geez. You know, so I thought it meant Red Wings, So who knows? It's,
1: you know what? Let's digress. <laughs> Let's move on to college football, baby. No, no,
0: no. I, I want to talk about <laughs> name changes though. Uh, yeah. Last night or Thursday night, the Las Vegas Raiders uh, ended up playing the Los Angeles Chargers. You have to say that because both teams have moved. Right. Mm-hmm. Coach Gruden comes out. Uh, they, they were making such a big deal on this. I think it's quite hilarious. Uh, they were making such a big deal out of this. So Coach Gruden comes out, you know, in, in his gear, and he's got the Oakland Raiders hat on. That's right. And they that's made right. such a big deal out of it. And I'm just like, who cares? I mean, really, the only thing that's changed is Oakland and Las Vegas. Now, somebody obviously made aware of It, it may have been his lucky hat from Oakland. You know, he's got to, he, as the Las Vegas Raiders needed to change something up because they haven't been playing well or they've been playing well offensively, but defensively, they've been looking brutal, brutal. Oh, now terrible. they got guys out. They got their number one linebacker, the number one safety. They got all these guys that are out, but I don't know if that's going to stop. I mean, right now the defense, they currently, they fired the defensive uh, head, mm-hmm. uh, coach coordinator. Yep. Gunther. Uh, They put in our boy from Chicago, Marinelli. Rod Marinelli. He's in there. Still didn't change anything. They still ended up losing in overtime. Came down to the one-yard line with... uh,
1: I don't think it was overtime. It was late in the game, though. Oh, no, it was overtime. No, it was overtime. It did go in overtime. Yeah.
0: And Herbert had a a one-yard drive, which they couldn't stop, obviously. A one-yard quarterback sneak, I guess you want to call it. But... You know, once again, it's a fun game to watch when everyone's scoring left and right and there is no defense, but the the Raiders' defense have been just a little bit worse than everybody else's defense. Offensively, you know, I mean, even against Kansas City, it was back and forth and back and forth. Even against the Jets, it came down to the final play. You know, mm-hmm. they, the, the Raiders shouldn't have won that game. But, it, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's really been a struggle. Darren Wall, Wallen, Waller has looked Baller. amazing. Even Mariota who came in for a car who got hurt, he looked great. Yeah. I mean, he was hitting his spots. I mean, for a guy that really hasn't only had the one mistake. Yeah. Team offensively looks great. They they there's really some good players on this team that are going to be future uh stars, potentially even Hall of Famers, hopefully if their career keeps going. But right now, man, they got to get on the the defensive fix fast. Yeah, They have a 10% chance of, of making the playoffs right now. <laughs>
1: That's life support, right? That, they're, on, yeah. they're on, they're literally on playoff life support after that loss to the chargers. And the, you know, Los Angeles has gotten out one, two straight. They've won three out of their last five. So they're kind of on trending up and you're right. What a game for Justin Herbert. Um, He's now in line to most likely be rookie of the year now that just now that uh, Burrow, uh, the Bengals was knocked out, but I think he had he had over 300 yards passing. He had that big play, big passing play there at the end that set up his yeah. is a uh, touchdown run there, um and and Carr is likely gone for the year. I mean I know they it's a pretty significant groin injury that he had. Um, he's got uh, I think they said he's gonna be at least 10 to 14 days. Well they only got two weeks left, two games left. Yeah. Right? So um, chances of him coming back and even giving them a chance to sneak, you know, sneak into the end of the playoffs here. But I agree. It was a tough, tough loss. Big game by Mariota to come in after that. You know, the Bears could have had Mariota uh, instead of Nick Foles, if, if you I remember that. But nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, playoff pitcher wise, Raiders are in some trouble. I just don't I just don't see him being able to get in there with Mariota.
0: Yeah. So, so the, just you know, real quickly, we were just talking about name changes. I thought it was funny that he was wearing yeah. his hat and stuff. But we have college football going on right now this weekend. Uh it's not playoff games, playoffs. It's not playoffs, but not it is playoffs. but it is championship weekend, I guess, right?
1: It is championship weekend. You got a lot of conference championships right now. There's actually one going on right now as we're doing this podcast. It's a big one. That's the ACC Championship with Notre Dame and and Clemson. Clemson's up big run on, on them right now midway through the third 24 to 3. The Irish played really well actually in the beginning of the game, first half defensively was playing well there against Trevor Lawrence, but he has since opened it up. And the consensus number 1 pick in the upcoming draft is starting to to really uh, help the yeah. you know, Tigers pull away in that one. So,
0: starting to shine. Uh, and to be honest with you, I think everyone thought Clemson was going to probably win against the in their first meeting if he wasn't out on COVID. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean we're kind that of a, seeing that the,
1: was a great game. That was a phenomenal game and and Clemson's defense is just playing great great football right now.
0: Yeah, and they've already played they've already played Notre Dame once, so they they right. already know how to fix some of those schemes that they maybe have gave up mm-hmm. yards. They're they're fixing them. So uh we're seeing a team that's prepared both teams are prepared, don't get me wrong. But the reality of it is it's a second time uh going through that Thing and possibly even they, they may even play three times once we get to the playoffs, uh, which is I think only happened once in college football history where a team played three times, but I don't remember season. what year. Yeah, in the same season, I just heard that in the back of my you know, listening to something or another, but I just kind of want to throw it out there and tell people, you know,
1: oh, there you go. Well, it probably involves one of those teams because Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State have pretty much. Uh, I think since the college football playoff began, they've made up like seventy percent of the entrance. I think into it, I want to say it's playoffs. probably
0: either Alabama or Georgia. It's one of those yeah, two it's, teams. It's
1: got to be one of those, one of those, one so, of those three most likely are involved.
0: So the other question was, how was the Ohio, the Ohio State and Northwestern the game?
1: Big Ten championship. Uh, uh, Trey, Trey Sermon, I think is his name. Big Ten title game record, three hundred and thirty-one yards rushing. I think he broke Eddie George's. Record I heard, but wow, um, he had this is how big that game was three hundred thirty one yards around. He had three hundred and forty four yards in five games coming into today. Um, he only had three hundred eighty five yards in eight games for Oklahoma last year. He actually transferred to Ohio State this season. Um, so that that's amazing three hundred and thirty one yards. Yeah, that's big insane 10 record there. Uh, Justin Fields, who we've talked about him on this pod uh, on our previous podcasts, uh, we've talked about Trevor Lawrence obviously. Justin Fields. Is expected to be the number two quarterback taken in the NFL draft, most likely number two overall. Uh, rough game for him today. He was just twelve of twenty-seven, buck four, hundred fourteen yards, two interceptions. You know, this is a guy that's expected to go in the top, you know, top two. Now, this could be an anomaly, but he did also struggle against a top ten team in the win over Indiana earlier this year. Through three interceptions there. So, mm. um, but I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. I did watch the game. Northwestern played really well in the first half, Ron. Yeah. You know they had over 200 yards of offense. They had a 10-6 lead. They had a really big interception at the end of the first half. Actually, I think I might have been on the phone with you when yeah when we were watching that. It was like
0: back-to-back interceptions yeah. for both teams. Yeah. And
1: then, but an interception is what killed Northwestern because they opened the second half, drove down the field, then they tossed a pick to kill that drive, and then Ohio State and Sermon just took over. They had, I think they outgained uh, the Wildcats 313 to 49 to close out that wow. game. It's just, and that's with about I want to say nine minutes, eight minutes left to go in the third quarter. So they essentially threw up over three hundred yards in a quarter and a half. So big, big win. Uh, the turnovers in the second half killed the Wildcats.
0: Do we have a final score in that game? Do you, do you know, yeah, you that
1: mean? game final was a twenty-two to ten Ohio State. Um, I think ended up.
0: So that one. does Ohio State deserve to be in that championship game, though?
1: That's a great question, and we talked. I think. Uh, I'm not sure if we talked about this on the last podcast, about the fact that uh, um, Ohio State had played in only five games and there was a a rule that you had to play a minimum of six games to even qualify for mm-hmm. the championship, uh, to play in the Big Ten championship. And uh, the, the heads of the uh, the schools got together in the, in the league, uh, Big Ten league, and, and talked last week and decided to uh, um, sort of – soften that rule to allow Ohio State to play
0: and yeah and you, reason well here's the reason cash homie. yeah straight, straight
1: cash cash homie absolutely it's all about the money Ohio State gives that big 10 uh, conference the best chance of winning and I believe for the college football playoff you have to have at least six games in to in order to qualify for that so yeah I mean they do they deserve to be there I think when if you're looking at just paper from a um, schedule standpoint you can make an argument. Mm-hmm. But do I think they're one of the top four teams in the country? Yeah, I do.
0: Are they are they one of the top four teams? What about just in in Big Ten? They're the top, Are they the only undefeated team in, in Big Ten? I haven't been following Big Ten play. Yeah, uh,
1: Indi- Indiana was hanging in there for a while, but um, they fell. And um, Ohio State beat them earlier this year. Um, okay, Indiana, so believe it or not, which you don't really hear that all that often no. when it comes to football. So, but yeah, Ohio State is is now six and zero, um, and in line to put themselves into uh, into the college football playoff.
0: So, if Notre Dame loses, they still have a chance for college football playoffs, or are they out? Yeah,
1: they, no, no, no. They they, they still have a, a chance for the uh, the, for the playoffs. I mean, right now there's there's other big games that went on today that come into play here. Um, you know, you've got the. Uh, Let's see who was oh the big the uh, Big Twelve Championship. Oklahoma beat Iowa State. That was a pretty big win. Uh, Sooners built a big halftime lead there, and um, you know the Cyclones came back with a couple of second half touchdowns, but but couldn't pull it out. They were doomed by again a turnover. It was, it was a day of turnovers in in uh, college football. Yeah, uh, but you know Notre Dame loses. Could they slip down past maybe like a Texas A and M or maybe? You know, a Florida. I mean, if Florida can figure out a way to to beat Alabama on Saturday night in in that the um, SEC championship game, which they they very well could, could they find themselves jumping past Iowa State and Texas A and M into that fourth spot if Notre Dame were to fall down? Um, ultimately, I think that you know, with with what Notre Dame has put on, you know, this year with their schedule and their resume, they do have you know a big win already over clemson uh so would they would that put them it, i guess it kind of depends on how well they come back i mean if they get blown out in this game and continue to lose there is a possibility they could slip out of, out of that number 4 spot so i i don't know it's going to be a good it's really going to depend on once they come out of that that game today and see how they they're done
0: yeah i i can't wait uh to see some of these games like you said i haven't been a big I haven't followed a college football in such a long time, but I am really excited and interested in seeing this, you know, these teams play, especially with the shortened year and COVID and everybody kind of going through those motions. It's definitely depressing to see these teams that usually have upwards of a hundred thousand kids cheering them on. I mean, how they're reacting with no sound, you know, everything is, everybody's on a, on the even playing field, right? Really there's no home field advantage anywhere. For anybody, NFL or college football, so it's been it's been really interesting.
1: Yeah, and I thought about that. Even I was actually thinking about that before the podcast with the Vikings and the Bears. You know, we talked about them last week and how we feel that matchup is going to be for the Bears coming up. And I know we both picked them, right? So you know, thinking about the NFL playoff picture that's that that we've got coming up this weekend, that Bears Vikings game, we talk about how big that rematch was going to be, and I thought okay, would I have normally picked them going on the road, playing in a hostile environment like Minnesota, or do I feel better knowing that they don't have to deal with that 13th man or that 12th man rather 13th, yeah, 12th man that they, a lot of teams like to call their fans. Um, you know, I think that has uh, – there was one week, I want to say, earlier when we were doing our picks where I think maybe two or three home games won the entire day. Yeah, I mean, that that's pretty – you know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, when you look at the kind of the numbers and the stats at the end of the season, how much did the lack of fans potentially impact games? Did you see teams losing at home that normally probably wouldn't have because of that 12th man?
0: Yeah. And and, and, yeah, right. And the other (laughs) thing, which is really interesting is that I I can't believe even going five and starting off the season five and one that we're even talking about playoffs with the bears potentially. What's that? Uh, Playoffs. uh,
1: Playoffs. Playoffs. Talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game.
0: So I hope we I'm, can uh, win a game too. I'm not kidding
1: you, Mr. Mora. I'm not kidding you. They are actually in the playoff hunt. So I don't know what you looked at this weekend, Ron, but um, you know the Bears do have, believe it or not, a chance to make the playoffs. It's a it's a long shot. They
0: yeah, need help, but better than ten percent. I think they're more like forty percent favorites. Ooh,
1: well, is it 40 I, I thought it was like 40 or 40 that. it might have been 40 before I mean here's a here's the bottom line they have got to win every game against the Vikings yeah well they essentially have to win out they really do but if they beat the Vikings you next you have the Jaguars and then if you you should <laughs> so if you do and you can beat the Jaguars that now makes the Green Bay game relevant right yeah. um, so relevant for position, Chicago.
0: Not relevant from Green Bay standpoint since they've won, but it would be nice, I think, from Green Bay's standpoint to try to knock the Bears out of a potential playoff spot.
1: Yeah, well, of course, they would always want to do that, but it actually is relevant. It will be relevant also for Green Bay because they're fighting for that first round oh, bye. You know, right, right now they do have the first round bye over New Orleans because they beat them earlier this season. Um, so you've got the Packers right now, number one seed overall. Let's talk NFC. Okay. Packers, number one seed overall. You've got New Orleans right behind them. At ten and three, Packers are also ten and three. But again, they have the the, the edge. Home, uh, they have the edge. They play Carolina, Tennessee at home. So Carolina, Tennessee have to go up to Lambo before coming to Chicago to close out the season. So do you see them beating Carolina at home? Yep, we yeah. both picked them to yeah. beat them. Yep. Beat Tennessee at home should be a good game.
0: Yeah, I, probably. It's
1: going to be a good game. I
0: don't think Packers beat Tennessee though. i okay, not at home.
1: They, but if they lose, let's just say they beat Tennessee. If they lose to Chicago, okay, and somehow, now, they, again, they own the tiebreaker on the Saints. So even if the Saints, you know, if the Saints won out, they've got a tough game against the Chiefs coming up. They would have, you know, obviously have a better record than the Packers would have that home field. Yeah. But if the, uh, the Packers lost that last game against the Bears, um, and the Seahawks, presumably, if they win out, because they're in a position where they can win out as well, they would actually leapfrog Into the number one overall seed because Mm -hmm. they would own the tiebreaker and common opponents. They'd be five and zero against the teams that the Packers have played that they're four and one against. That's when it starts getting crazy when you start getting all these tiebreakers and things like that. Yeah, Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. That's I I believe the Bears-Packer game will have relevance regardless if the Bears get knocked out. If the Bears are done before going in there, and then you'll just watch Green Bay wipe the floor with them because yeah. the Bears will have nothing to play for in Green. Or, you know, maybe the Bears will step up and try to knock the Packers out of the playoffs, like they, you know, would love to do for the Bears.
0: Yeah, we would uh, lo- we would like to see, regardless, yeah. a good game. Um, right <laughs> yeah. now, we got we have to talk about Minnesota. I mean, this is a big this is a big game for the Chicago Bears. They yeah. have to they have to, number one. They got to win. You are yeah. not going to get in the playoff. You are not going to backdoor in the playoffs because you are not leading anything. So you nope. have to win to get in. Win and you're nope. in. And and not necessarily in your in. There's still a couple of losses out there by other teams that need to happen for the Bears to have an opportunity. Number 1 it's Car- um uh, number 1 is, Arizona. It's Arizona. It's the Cardinals.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Arizona the, ba- the Bears actually have the tiebreaker scenario in their favor if Arizona loses one of their final 3 games. So yeah, they absolutely need Arizona to lose one of their last 3 games. They're sitting in the 7th spot right now at uh, 7 and 6 they play Philly, at out in the desert they play the 49ers out in the desert both winnable games yeah. before they close out against the Rams. So if they don't if they win their their two games over the next couple of weeks and the Bears win their two games over the next couple of weeks, the Bears are likely going to play the Packers early on that day and so they won't know what their fate is and then the Rams Cardinals will likely play the afternoon and they'll know what their fate is because you know if they lose if the bears lost to the packers it doesn't matter um
0: now i i know i picked you know for the battle of the birds i know i picked i'm pretty sure i I picked um the eagles i know excuse me uh the cardinals but eagles shocked me last week you didn't pick the Cardinals. I didn't. The Sweet. Eagles
1: are your upset of the. Week. Oh,
0: thank God! I'm hoping for that because the reality of it is the Eagles played really well last week. Actually, they shocked both of us. We did not pick the Eagles to win, mm-hmm. and they did. And they need to carry that momentum with Jalen Hurt. I mean, think about the Jalen Hurt and Kyler. Um, Kyler Murray. Murray, man, two. Here we go. There's some really yeah. good games coming young up, stars, man. Yeah, stars. Yeah. Young stars uh, of the NFL. I'm looking you, forward to it.
1: But getting back to that Bears game, you know, you talk about the last time they played the Niners, remember that, or the Vikings. That's when we really beat the crap out of the Bears on this podcast. You know, yeah. They they probably got run over by the smack wagon and backed up and ran over again and then backed <laughs> up again. But they had no David Montgomery that game. Remember, that was a the game they only had like 140-something yards. Yeah. Third worst at that point, Third worst in all the NFL this season. Um, And they were doing okay. They were doing okay. They lost Foles to injury. That was the game, the the only game they scored a third-quarter touchdown on quarterback. Oh, yeah. Kickoff return. Which, Um, folks, just
0: right now, just so you guys are all clear, they have seven points in the third quarter. All season. The Chicago Bears, all season. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and it's a kick return. The offense hasn't (laughs) even scored. Yeah. But this is a chance for the Vikings to bounce back after that frustrating loss to Tampa. And, you know, they have... They've never swept the Bears, so this will be the first time they get swept, meaning with Nagy under, and, and yeah. as a coach. Yeah. So, you know, Nagy has never been swept by the Vikings. You know, and the Bears obviously hoping to keep their momentum rolling after beating a very, very bad Houston team. But, you know, I'll tell you what, Ron, the big concern I have right now is injuries. I don't know if you read the latest injury report.
0: I mean, mm, did no, you, go did ahead. You
1: take a peek at that? No. Yeah, it's not good. Jalen Johnson and Dion Bush are both out. In addition to Buster Screen, so we just lost three components to our defensive backfield. Um, I think the Bears um, activated Xavier Crawford, I think is his name, uh, defensive back, and of course they have Duke Shelley and uh, Kendall Vildor. <laughs> who are, these are the these are the names we're going to hear instead of Jalen Johnson, Deion Bush, and Buster Screen on Sunday. Now, if you're um, cousins, you're licking your chops right now, right? Are you? Um, I mean, you
0: still have to deal with Khalil Mack. You got to deal with Hicks. I mean, that's uh, funny you mentioned Khalil
1: Mack because he's also injured. Now he's not out, but he's hurting.
0: Yeah, he's been hurting. He's
1: now. not at one hundred percent. And I'll tell you what, Khalil Mack not at one hundred. Khalil Mack at fifty percent is better than Robert Quinn at five hundred percent. At this point, right? yeah. I mean, so it's
0: Quinn looks I'm, horrible. I'm a strangle out
1: there. my microphone when we talk about Robert Quinn. This guy's worthless. Hence, and the, we spent so much money on
0: him. That's why your microphone is got like going every now and then because <laughs> you've been you've been stroking that thing too hard.
1: Uh, it's just so frustrating. So yeah, I mean, you got Khalil Mack is hurt, and I think. Um, uh, Jimmy Graham's also ailing right now. So we've got some injuries that it's going to make it interesting on defense, and it's going to make it that much more critical for Trubisky, who's actually playing pretty well since he came back. Yeah. In his three games since he's returned, his QB rating is at 100. He's got seven touchdowns and only two picks. Um, pretty he's good. playing a lot looser. Uh, yeah. When I was talking to our buddy Steve, he's like, he just seems a lot looser. And Terry, our my buddy Terry mentioned the same thing. Um, well,
0: is Foles still hurt? Or is he, meaning, is he sitting there secondary, second string? Because if he's I not, think, I can see why he's playing looser.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he's if he's fully recovered yet. I think even if he was, he's not going to be a, an option. Going, I think they're going to stick with Trubisky for the rest of they the year. They need to. For a couple reasons. Number one, he's been playing well the last several weeks. Number two... I believe there's a clause in Foles' contract that pays him an additional three million dollars or something if he takes a few more snaps because he's like at seventy seven percent of the, the snaps to this point. Where if he gets to eighty, there's some kicker. Yeah, so that's not. I'm sure happen. the brass is calling down saying, you know what, if Trubisky gets hurt, uh, bring in Tyler Bray or yeah. you know have you know whatever. But the so we talked about the Bears and the, their loss losses on the defensive side of the ball. The good news for Bears fans is yeah. there is a big loss on the Vikings' side of the defense, and that's Eric Hendricks, who's, um, you know, they've got uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Kendricks uh, is like their their leader, their Roquan Smith. He's the, actually the league's top tackler, I think, um, or one of the league's top tacklers. He has 107 coming into that game. So okay. um, he's out of this game. That's a monster loss for the Vikes. So it'll be interesting. I think the, the offenses presumably should play well. Uh, this coming Sunday in a game that is, you know, we have not started the playoffs. This is a playoff game.
0: Yeah. The feeling needs a, to feel like you, it. Yeah.
1: You have to win this game if you want to keep your chances live. Both teams on the outside looking in. Uh,
0: the, I know uh, talking about fantasy, they were saying that to start Cole Komet in this game, uh, if you have him on your fantasy league, I I think is probably most likely because Jimmy Grant is probably not going to be in the game.
1: Yeah. That could be a reason for you know, it because he's, he's hurting.
0: He's hurting, so hopefully, Chicago fans, we can get a bear down Chicago Bears. Yes, hopefully. Hopefully. let's hope. Right, your Cowboys, though, any chance of making playoffs or getting into the, getting the into the playoffs in the NFC least at all?
1: Well, they can't. They are still alive in the playoffs, and it's actually it's actually quite interesting that you bring that up because that is probably. There, as you know, that that division is just a mess, and there is actually a really nightmarish scenario that could take place as we look at the final week, three weeks of the season. So, see if you can follow me here. If the Eagles, Giants, and Cowboys win, and Washington loses this week, so this weekend, if that's if that happens, yeah, and then um, Washington wins and Dallas beats Philly in week six, 16, and the Eagles and Cowboys beat the Washington football team and the Giants respectively in week 17 because as you know in week 17 all the divisions play each other. Yeah. We will have a three-way tie at 7 and 9 oh, in which in which Dallas, New York and Washington would also share identical common game and division records, which is, you know, part of the tiebreakers. The NFL would have to go to a conference record tiebreaker which would go to the Cowboys. Because they'd be six and six at that point, five and seven for Washington, four and eight for the for the Giants. Oh my God. And depending on how the strength of victory results were to pan out, the scenario could mean that the week three tie with Cincinnati winds up being the difference maker and the Eagles win the division. No.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. It's going to be brutal. I can't wait. I, I hope that plays out. I want that to play out.
1: That's a nightmare scenario.
0: <laughs> I love but it. The
1: the Cowboys are, yeah. Do they still have a chance? Um, you know, that was really your question. But I mean, I just thought that was crazy when I when I read about that this weekend. But they're very very slim. I mean, right now, yeah. if you were to look at, you know, uh, Washington is sitting in the driving driver's seat. However, they've got some tough games. They play Seattle this week. We, you you know we you know how well Washington has been playing. But yeah, having to play Seahawks. Seahawks are on the rise right now. And they have Carolina, and then they close out in that big game against against Philly. I see the the Redskins probably finishing or Redskins. I keep doing it. The Washington football team eight and eight, um, which would mean that one of the other teams would essentially have to win out. Which you know, if, if Washington finishes eight and eight, that's hey, not going to happen. It's
0: twenty twenty. Anything can happen. I know. Seriously. I know.
1: So Washington's actually sitting in pretty good space right there. I know we said, talked about the Packers, the Saints, the Rams are actually the number three seed. They got a tough game against the Seahawks next week. They got the Jets this week. So. That should be a win before closing on against the Cardinals. I like the, I, I like the Seahawks' chances here, Ron. I mean, they're 9-4 and four right now. They've got three winnable games on the docket. Obviously, the Rams is going to be a tough game, but I think they can win that. you got Tampa Bay and Tom Brady right in there. They have three winnable games. They play the Falcons twice. They play Detroit twi- uh, once. I mean, those are three games that they presumably should be able to win. So your, your playoffs in the NFC are really starting to look like who's there is who's going to be there. And the guys, you know, trying to find a way to get in the Vikings and Bears. Oh my! It's going to be tough.
0: So but yeah, that's how big that game is. It was funny. I was talking to one of my friends uh, this week, and he was saying, you know, I'm a Patriot fan, you know, and I'm like, oh, you know. He goes, "What's funny is, is he goes, the old man, the head coach of the Patriots, you know, he's he's, I don't know, you know, this team doesn't look that great. They're not doing that great." And I said, "And of course, Cam Newton is hot and cold. I mean, who knows what you get?" Mm-hmm. He goes, "Yeah, I." He goes, "I'm." following more of Tampa Bay because I've been really more interested in watching Brady play than the actual Patriots team you know what I mean yeah. so we had said this in week one you know is is Tom Brady the the real reason why the Patriots won all those years or was it was it coach Belichick so right now it's kind of leaning towards Brady yeah but I know there are some issues going on in Tampa Bay with you know, Coach Aaron's and and everything that's going on with the team, you know, they 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 look really good one week and then they just look, you know, out of sorts the next week. You still have to tip even at forty five, I think he's forty five, forty six I don't know, he's forty five, I think. Even in his mid forties, the guy is still, you know, throwing the ball that he's still winning games. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much longer that he really can continue on. I mean I I, I picture him as like the the Johnny Oneidas player, you know, when he's sixty-five, he's still out there slinging it. Or maybe if you think about wasn't the
1: George Blanda, didn't he play forever too? Yeah,
0: George Blanda. Or if you think about the NHL, you you know, you're thinking about some of those Brett Hall and some of these guys that were just who the guy that was on the the Red Wings that played forever, like you know, six decades worth of NHL games. You know,
1: that wasn't Yeiserman, was it? No, no, no. no. Or- it,
0: it's Gordy Howell. Gordie oh, how yeah. so you're going back you know at what point do you have to just say enough's enough Tampa Bay's got a really good team but really at what point do you just have to give it up for Tom and say hey man you had a great run but you got to go there's definitely you know there's definitely better quarterbacks out there that are younger faster that can potentially be a Tom Brady down the line. The other question is if Tom Brady was available and he was being, you know, he considered the Chicago hypothetically, you know, would we say no to Tom because who else do we have? Like would you take Tom at 46? It almost feels like a dicka yeah. thing, right? Would you take Dicka or, <laughs> you know, Tampa Bay? So, would you take Tom at 46 being a free agent out there knowing that you don't have anybody as quarterback and 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 Tom versus Nick Foles, you almost want to take Tom.
1: No, I don't think that's I don't think that's going to happen. I I, I wouldn't do it. Um, but you can't argue with success though, LV. I mean, it, yeah. it it looks like Tampa Bay is well on their way to the playoffs. I just mentioned their opponents, so they're likely well on their way to eleven and five, assuming that that last game you know has meaning and they play everybody. Yeah. And that's going to be, I think, twelve straight years. I don't think he's missed the playoffs since two thousand and eight. Yeah, he's and that and that year, I think they missed the playoffs and they were like eleven and five or ten and six. I mean, they still won double digit games and didn't make the playoffs. It was just because of all the tiebreakers and everything else. Correct. So you know, you can't argue with success.
0: I mean, so... it, well, it, even this. I mean, think about this, dude. You've got. So you say, okay, was Tom really the guy in in the Patriots? Well, look, now that he's left that division, look what teams are stepping up. you got Buffalo that's looking great. you got Mm -hmm. Miami winning games. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, they have two young stud quarterbacks. Do those teams stand a chance if Tom Brady was still playing for the Patriots? Will they have two losses by the Patriots? Both those guys would have two losses relatively or split. But they would have a couple extra losses. Where now they're getting those wins that they never probably would have gotten if Tom's there. I mean, it's interesting to think about it. There, T Dog. I mean, it's you know, at the end of the day, you're just gonna have to <laughs> like that, right? At the end of the nah, day, I, I, I figured yeah, that. Yeah, you like to say that. You gotta, you gotta put in. You gotta give. You, know, you gotta give that guy some just do. I mean, it's 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 there. It's tangible. You can see it. I mean, there's other teams in the division right now that are winning. Without Tom Brady in there, so I'm sure they were happy to see him go, honestly. And I'm happy to see these other teams like Buffalo. Man, Buffalo need you know four Super Bowls in a row, losing. Like they need they need something to change. Buffalo is a long historic uh, football team, and it's good to see that that team and even the Dolphins, who last won the world uh, the the championship Super Bowl was in 1972.
1: Well, I mean, and both of those teams are in pretty good space right now because they they actually are going to lock heads at the end of the season. They play each other head-to-head in a game that will likely have some some you know, merit. It's going to have importance to it. Um, the Bills do have to travel both these next two weeks. They do go to the Patriots next week, not this weekend. This weekend they play at Denver. So, again, winnable games. The Bills actually have a, a shot at the number two overall seed. Because the Steelers have to play after a, a laugher this weekend against the Bengals, they've got to play Indy and Cleveland, and that Cleveland game is going to be huge. The Browns right now playing you know good football.
0: Obviously they just they did just lose, but you
1: know that, barely. That and AFC, hey
0: hey, how'd they lose by? The Browns came down to the last field goal. Who's their field goal kicker? Browns field goal kickers oh. you're looking at me a little dumb looking. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now it's Cody Parkey. It's Cody Double donk double donk Doink, doink I, got it. I got it. Does he I lose his job? Does he lose his job again? Come on. You're no. you're, you're you parking Hey,
1: but at least the Bears have a we, Santos, man. We got a kicker. 18 straight. He's actually going to I think he's on pace to break good as Golds' record for the what? best percentage in a single season. You know, yeah but how games, many bears he's got fans three games to mess it up but
0: <laughs> how many bears fans would like to have gold back though they should never let him go and we would have beaten the eagles or tied the eagles and and yeah, who knows the,
1: that was all that really came down to money it was just was the it was just going to be too much to to hold on to him, of so.
0: course once again you know an old person in play that runs the reins and you know <laughs> they still got to pass the, the you know grandma can we can we spend the 5 million or 8 million on a kicker? No, Sonny, you cannot. So those those are struggles and you know we've seen it with the Blackhawks having the old man and the you know once he passed away that his kids came up, you know, younger minds uh started getting uh some good draft picks, started spending some money on some players and they they were argu- arguably the best uh NHL team in the 2000s, like 2000 and you know, in the 2000s, we'll say 2010 moving forward, right? Mm-hmm. 2010 to 20 or whatever. The Bears do have an opportunity. And I'm not saying everything falls on her. I'm mean, There's other people involved, but the reality of it is once you get new blood into the team or new ownership into the team, different mindset, you know, trying to spend some money, trying to compete. Uh, Steinberg was a really, really good guy when it came to that. He spent the money on his team. Now, the MLB had luxury tax if you exceeded their cap so you can go over your cap but you had to pay heavy fines his he knew his teams would never make money in the regular season he knew he would never make money in the regular season spending all the money he did on his players where he made his money was the playoffs and getting to the world series so he he bet on the team to make it to the world series so he made it very, he made it really good for the city of New York because they they endured multiple championships, and that's the only way that you're going to win. So either you got to go in with the all all in attitude, spend the money, and say, okay, we're not going to make any money this season, but we're going to make money this off season, or not this off season, but in the playoffs. But we have to get to the playoffs because if we don't get the playoffs, we are in big financial trouble. Potentially, now
1: in the NFL, in the NFL, it's a different different. Different animal, right? Because they have hard salary caps. It's not a matter of you can go over and pay penalties. Correct. It's a hard cap, so you have to work it, and you have to. You're trying to fill a a roster, you know, a 53 man roster with with you know a limited amount. And when I say limited, I don't mean not a lot. I just mean there's a limit on how much you can spend on those players. And obviously, teams every year, year in and year out, get a lot more creative in how they build contracts. In order to fit that money into, you know, whether it's spreading out, you know, uh, uh, signing bonuses, sure, it's giving workout bonuses or roster bonuses. They have all these different things that they do, and you know, realistically, you see these these guys they they sign these deals for you know ninety million dollars over six years, and you're like, wow, and then you come to realize, yeah, but it's really like a three year deal worth about thirty five million, and he's likely to be cut after that third year because he's due a $22 million roster bonus yeah. on March 1st or whatever. So though, it's just a different animal than it is in baseball. In baseball, you're right. I mean, if you can afford to pay that luxury tax. Yeah, but it, it still comes down to making smart moves and, and putting the money in the right players in the right spots and not yeah. making stupid
0: investments uh, like the Bears did on
1: Robert Quinn.
0: Or or like re-signing the contract for, for Cutler. Like, that was crazy. Yeah. It wasn't worth that. Yeah. It's wasted See, money. I
1: I I I I would argue with you on the Cutler signing. Um, and here's the reason why I would do that: Jay Cutler. The, the Bears were at a situation there that Cutler ultimately was their only option. Do I think they paid him overpaid him? Based on his the way he played, absolutely. But the, it was the worst case scenario for the Bears. They were not going to be in the position to draft. A quarterback there was a very weak free agent market and Jay Cutler was really their only option and so when everybody was like I can't believe they signed him it would have been a big step a much bigger step backwards had we not signed Jay Cutler at that point point. and again getting back to what I just mentioned everybody was up in arms about the length and the dollar amount of his contract he didn't make as much money that was out that was on that contract deal yeah and wasn't there as long right I mean that's just how the NFL goes Um, But at that point, there really were no other options for the Bears, so it's like they almost had to sign him. And knowing he was going to be a free agent, they had to sign him to a a comparable contract. So
0: yeah, it's unfortunate. I'd almost feel like we should have just started over and just took what we could and you know make the team. You know, if we had to, you know, go into what do what do you call that when you go into the. You start over from scratch, kind of thing. You rebuild, yeah, rebuild. What probably would have been better, and but there again, there are you know there, you can have. There's plenty of arguments for the Chicago Bears. We already know there's plenty of arguments for even the Cowboys. Actually, what's funny is our three ownerships. So you have you have Mark Davis, you have you know the um, McCaskies, and then you have. What's his face for the Bears? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. All three owners that are completely driven to make these, you know, make their teams as best as they possibly can, and not so much the Bears, but just historically, these these are big name owners in the league of the NFL. Mark Davis completely moving his team. He paid. He's paid Gruden ten million a year, hundred million dollar contract for being a head coach. They. He also. They also brought in this was probably Al Davis, not maybe so much Mark Davis, but you know who hired, who takes a first round draft pick and picks a kicker like who does that the, the Raiders <laughs>
1: yeah, that was that was al
0: and, and you know and they also went with uh Russell. It was Jamarcus Russell or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was a complete but like they they think that they're getting these really good players or they're over you know they're they're overvalued or you know I don't know if analytics comes into the NFL like it does in baseball you know like Moneyball it'd be not interesting if you could yeah. you know what I mean maybe yeah, you, not
1: as much not as much maybe I you think, take a lesser
0: quarterback like a Mariota who has a better passing percentage over say a Nick Foles who he just. He, I'm just not impressed with him. I have not been well, impressed with him.
1: Well, I think a lot of that comes down to who you have in place to help you make those decisions. I mean, because let's be honest, Ryan Pace is not in a room by himself looking at computers, deciding who he's gonna draft. They have scouts. They have all kinds of of folks that are out there um, that are part of the team that have feedback and input into making decisions. And it's part of Ryan Pace's job, and the rest of the general managers in, in in any sport, to put the right people in place in order to make those decisions. So if you have, uh, if you if you continue to have a series of busts, you have to look at the team that's making those decisions. Say, okay, are we do we have an issue with folks uh, that are not in the right spots? Are they not? Do we not have the right people in place making those calls? Can this person actually evaluate talent? Did they put in the effort to clearly evaluate the talent and put the, ourselves in a position to draft somebody that's going to make our team better? Yeah, and I just don't think I just don't think that happens all the time. And I think that's that's where a lot of teams you it makes you wonder: Did the Raiders not have that structure because Al Davis is like, you know what, this is my team. I'm going to pick who I want. Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to listen to you. There's, I want that guy. Get that guy. I absolutely want him. And you got maybe people in the behind the scenes going, oh, scratching their heads, going, "Dude, he's not as good as you're saying he is. You're 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 jumping at the wrong guy." So I yeah. think some of that happens.
0: And, and also, like with Jerry Jones, is you know, is he going to pay up with Dak Prescott? Is he going to be loyal? Now you you think or you feel like he's been loyal recently. To, to some of the players on his teams. Like he's been loyal offering them contracts. Like Ezekiel they didn't, Elliott, they, didn't re- they didn't have to renegotiate Ezekiel Elliott. They didn't have to re, he was in a contract for a couple more years. Like he didn't have to renegotiate, but he did. So the question is, is he going to be loyal to Dak Prescott or is he going to say, Hey, it's my team. You know, he's out cause he's hurt and I'll just, you know, Is it all about wins and losses, or is it going to be about loyalty? He does get wins. Obviously, you can see that Dak Prescott makes a difference for the Cowboys. Is he going to spend the money on Dak now or wait until he comes back? I I mean, I don't know. Who knows?
1: Well, if I I had to tell you what I'm thinking and what I hear down here with some of the local media is, and I think we talked about this a little bit before on one of our podcasts, that they they will make the move. Jerry Jones will bring – We'll bring him back into the fold. You don't let quarterbacks like Dak Prescott walk in free agency. It's not very good business, you know, a very good business plan when you've got the, arguably the most important position in sports and, you know, you've got a, a somebody who has excelled greatly and who was on his way to excelling greatly this season before his injury. Yeah, But that's the wild card. We have no idea how he's going to come back. You know, most pl- you know most guys do come back, and you know from an injury like that, and through rehab. And you know, there's there's obviously tons of money spent in medicine and rehab and everything else to get those guys back quicker and stronger. Yeah. Um, but you just don't know. It's the unknown right now. What kind of clauses could they possibly work in the contract around injury and things like that? But you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't know how you could let Dak Prescott walk. Either you're not in a position where you're going to get one of the big guns at the top of the draft this year. You know, you just brought in Mike McCarthy. Unless you plan on bouncing him, you yeah. really want to have him be part of a rebuild, Yeah. Um, which I don't know if he's necessarily the guy you'd want in place for that. So I think they sign him. I think they do sign yeah, him. Yeah, I don't uh, think
0: the, they're looking for rebuild at all. You no, know, he's he, Jerry Jones is one of those guys that's going to spend the money to put a team out there that's going to compete and get in the playoffs. Yeah. He spent a billion dollars – not as much as Davis spent, Mark, but uh-huh. he spent a billion on his stadium, which he got a fair deal, He got a good deal, billion dollars. We we paid two point oh two billion for ours, and nobody gets to sit in him. At least he's got some fans going to his game. <laughs> that's right. So ninety thousand, so he has nine thousand at ten percent volume. I mean, he he's he's there to make money and he's there to win. I mean, that's Jerry Jones, and I'm, that's Mark Davis's you know motto: "We're here to win," and that's the way every team should be, except for the Jets. They're just not here to win. I think they enjoy losing, and maybe they want to be the Chicago Cubs of the football, NFL, the lovable losers, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Well, there's a couple things coming up on this podcast that you're going to be hearing differently. One of them is we're working on uh, an intro coming up. uh, Hopefully in the next couple weeks, we're going to have a new intro coming in. So you'll be hearing some, some new sounds and music and some other things. We're also going to have a new outro coming out as well. Uh, We're trying to get some bumps in some plays. We also are not going to be talking about our NFL picks this week for next week. We're actually going to post them up on our Twitter and Facebook page. So you couch potato fans, little spudsies, uh, whatever your nicknames are out there. First off, we appreciate, and we are thankful that you guys are listening and we hope that you tell your friends Hey, I listen to the Monday Morning Couch Potatoes and get them on board so we can we can generate a fan base. We are going to be posting, right, T Dog? That's right. We're going to be posting up our picks for next week's NFL games on uh, Facebook at MM Couch Potatoes at our Facebook page. Also, we'll be sending that link over to our Twitter page at MM Couch Potatoes. So, you guys out there. You're going to see our picks. Why don't you throw down your picks for next week's games and let us know so we can do a little comparative. I think Tim's got some stats for us currently for us is how we've been doing. Once again, my lock of the week is 7-0. and oh, We're going into this week, which I'm hoping the Eagles will come ahead. I think that's the only reason why I picked the lock of the week. The
1: lock of the well, week? Upset of the, of the week, week. Your lock of the week is Tennessee. Yeah. Phillies, your upset. Of That's the week. right. Your upset. lock of the week. Yes, you're undefeated on your locks at seven and zero. I'm only three and four, so I haven't been very good on my locks. We're both one and six with our upsets, so we both picked one upset. Upsets are tough.
0: Upsets are very tough, and we're but trying overall, to find true ones. Yeah.
1: But overall, you are up by one. You have one win over me right now. Sixty. I have. Uh, you have sixty. I have fifty nine.
0: So it has been really close. So, Hey, you guys out there want to compete against us, please go right ahead. Throw us, throw us your picks. Or if you don't want to throw us your picks, that's fine. Give us your lock of the week or give us the upset of the week. Uh, We'd love to, uh, we'll bring it up on next week's podcast. It is going to be over the holiday weekend so maybe we'll put a little Christmas music in in our next podcast. Go. That'd be kind of fun. Other than that, uh, uh, you got anything else to add for this one? Because uh, I'm going to get us out of here with uh, with our outro.
1: No, no, actually, uh, just obviously we talked playoffs and it's going to be. A, we got some big games this weekend. Kansas City, New Orleans is a big game. You got. Uh, we talked about Washington and uh, Washington playing Seattle. That's another big game. Yeah, and of course Bears Vikings. So watch that game, couch potato fans. Watch some football this weekend. And uh, hopefully the Bears can come out on top.
0: Yeah, oh God, we need we need some uh, we need some out on top stuff. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, it's gonna be exciting, and I'm looking forward to. <laughs> so you've been listening to Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Visit us at our website at MondayMorningCouchPotatoes.com. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at MM Couch Potatoes. Listening to this podcast doesn't make you any smarter than you already are. And the Monday Morning Couch Potatoes podcast is for general sports purposes only. Thanks for listening. And I'm out.